0: The Torah content for this week has been sponsored by Judah and Naomi Dardick in honor of Rabbi Moskowitz's second yard site and in appreciation for all those whose love of Torah and excitement for ideas shines in their teaching. Okay, so uh, this year is called New Insights into the Bracha of Shehachianu. There's basically three new insights I have, okay? One is just, uh, well, we're going to start with a refresher about when we sh- say Shehachianu, like what the categories are. And then the first insight is just a, really good shot of the Shachianu that I saw in the Kuzari. The second is an insight that I got over Pesa about the Shachianu at the Seder, uh, which, we, you know, which we say is part of Kiddush. And then the third one, if we have time is a question that I've been working on lately uh, about why we don't say a Shachianu for Sfirah Omer. which there's an answer that is more well-known. And then the answer that I want to focus on is the answer that's less well known. Okay. So we'll see how much we get through. I, I have to end by eleven thirty, um, uh, what time? Any any uh other time restraints that I should be aware of? Because we'll moderate accordingly. Okay, all right. So as long as we're done by eleven thirty. Okay, so let's just go over the the basic uh, translation here. So how do we translate the bracha shehachyanu? It's Baruchat Hashem Elkinim Lechalam Shehachyanu Vkiyamano Vhiyem Okay, so we know that the the normal way we 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 translate uh, that the, the psukim. Uh, sorry, the uh, Sidurim translate this is blessed are you. Um, Hashem, but uh, I, I, you know, I, I don't know if uh, you remember this, Nava, but uh, in tefillah class in Shal-Havid, then I, I, I taught what the actual, like, um, the actual meaning is, because you're not blessing Hashem. So th- there's another translation that I, I I favor, or is there another translation that you guys have uh, heard for Blessing Your Hashem? This is just a good idea to have in mind. So what it really means... When we say Baruch, so um, we're not doing an action to Hashem. Baruch is an adjective, that God is blessed, okay? Which means that he is the source of blessing, okay? You, Hashem, are the source of blessing, okay? That's actually what we mean by it. So, Elokeinu, our God, uh, king of the universe, okay? Uh, How would you translate? Okay.
1: something isn't it like that kept us alive and sustained us and yeah. like let us reach this moment okay
0: that's a this great time? translation okay so i'm just going to change it to who uh because we're talking about a being so who um who uh how do you say gave us life or who made us be alive i forgot how you said it
1: um i also did
0: <laughs> okay fine so let's just who gave us uh life uh who sustained us uh sustained- i think
1: that was the- yeah. Or I said. Th- um, no, I actually forgot the exact pra- phrasing. Yeah, yeah. they or
0: are something s- like that. It is somewhat synonymous, and and I actually I have an explanation about why it's synonymous, but I, I we're not going to go into that unless people are interested. Um, and who brought us to this time? Okay, so that's Shekhianu. Now, um, when so Shekhianu is one of these brachos that we say. Uh, that there are different categories about or times when we say it. Okay, so based on what you guys know. When, what are the occasions that warrant a Shehachianu?
2: I think typically like before a holiday and when you want to make a brach on something new, essentially, okay, it gives you kind good. of like an excitement.
0: Okay, good. So so one category, which I actually forgot to quote that here, but that's going to be the one we focus on, is we say Shehachianu at the at the outset of a holiday, okay? And we do it for all the Mo'adim, including Yom Kippur, okay? So even though, in other words, you might think that the Shehachianu that we say on a holiday is connected just to the mitzvahs that we're doing, uh, as we're going to see later on, but it really is on the holiday itself because we say it at the outset of Yom Kippur, even though there's no Kiddush and there's no like positive mitzvahs that we do in action. Okay, so, um, so it's at uh, so we say it on the holiday and then we say it on getting new stuff. So the Ramam here says, and I'm reading from the Ramam, uh, just because again, as usual, the Ramam presents it in the clearest way. What we do halakhically, like for, for halakhic practice, is more complicated, so we're not going to get into the complications of that here. Ramam says, uh, and we're just gonna, I'm just gonna pick and choose things from the wrong here. In Hilhos Brachos, uh, Yud, first halacha, habone bais chadash, someone who builds a new house, the hakone kalim chadashim, and someone who buys new uh implements or utensils or whatever you want to call it. Translate kalim is one of those like uh, you know, uh, very multi use terms that could refer to you know, uh, like silverware to garments to uh, you know, to a car, like you know, kalim, being sheesh lo kiyotubahen, whether you have. Things similar to them or not, meaning it doesn't have to be new to you as a category. It could just be like a new um, instance of them. Okay, so that, that, that's so we've had two categories so far. There's actually let me make a list here. Right, types of shehchianu. So we have um, on. Ooh, this is change the font. Can't allow that to happen. Uh, so we have hold on. Um on uh uh at, at the onset of a Yom Tov. Okay, that's one. Then we have when uh acquiring new Kalim. Okay, what are other cases where you say Shafianu? A friend you haven't seen in 30 days. Okay, good. When you see a friend you haven't seen in 30 days, uh and by the way, I, I know I just said that we're not gonna get into the um into the halachic uh, uh, details of this practically. But like, um, I just going to say this just so we don't, uh, have a misunderstanding here that my understanding, and maybe there's mock locus here is that we say for new, a new Klee and, uh, seeing a friend you haven't seen in 30 days. It's when you have like a tremendous amount of Simcha. Okay. It's not like you have an acquaintance that like you met once and then you see them again after three days, or it's not like you go to, um, I don't know, you go, like, to the store and, like, buy, like, uh, aluminum foil, okay? Like, we're talking about, like, you know, uh, something that fills you with semcha. So, the Ramam here says, Okay, so that's the, another category. All right, a couple more. What are some other ones? Some are more um, well-known, some are less. Is, yeah.
1: Is there one when you hear good news?
0: Mm-hmm. One when you hear good news. So, the Ramam here says, um, uh, where is it? Okay, so it's, it's actually interesting here. So he says, okay, Higiyah Elav Shemua Tova, O Shashama If Tova. Sorry, Higiyah Elav Tova. If something good happens to you, O Shashama Shemua Tova, or you hear good news, Ava Pish HaDevarim Marin, Shetovazo Tigrom ra. even though it seems things indicate that this good will cause bad, Mavarach HaTova metiv. Then you say the Beruch HaTova Meitiv. Or if something bad happens to you, or if you hear something bad, uh, like bad news, even though it uh, seems like this bad is going to cause good, then you make the bracha of dayan ata. Because you make the bracha, you don't make the bracha based on the future, you make it on what's happening right now. But then the rule, the Ram doesn't get to till later on, he says, uh, he gives a case, he virashto so this is uh, the case where something simultaneously bad and good happens so he says if if they tell you that your father died and you inherited from him if you have uh siblings diana so first you make a diana ms on the death the and then you make metiv um on the inheritance and if you don't have Siblings, then you make, and then he summarizes the rule. The sum of the matter is any good thing that happens to you and others, you make. And if it's a good that's just yours, you make. Okay, so let's uh say that here. So when something good happens to just you, or when you hear new good news that benefits just you. They say sheyachianu, okay? Um, and he also gave the example of this with the yardu gushamim rabim imish losade mevark vi'im v'shalachim, So if a lot of rain falls and it's and you own a field by yourself, you make sheyachianu, but if it's yours and other people's, then, then uh, you say sheyachianu. Okay, two more categories. Uh, uh, well, I guess depending on how you can, two or four more categories.
1: Um, This one is kind of controversial, but um, uh, on the birth of a baby girl.
0: Uh, Okay, yeah. So um, there is a category on births, which I think actually fits into the category of uh, good news. And uh, and I I assume what you're referring to with the controversy is that there are definitely halakhic sources that say that you make a shakhyanu on the birth of a boy. And I guess because women, uh, birth of a girl was not viewed as like a, as uh, happy of an occasion, then people didn't make a shakhyanu on the birth of a, uh, of a girl, but that might not be the same nowadays. Is that what you're alluding to? Yeah. Um,
1: I, yeah, I thought, um, I thought that it was also like hatovah tovah or um, but uh, like, I'm not, for, I'm not certain. Okay. That yeah.
0: That. So I actually have not looked into that. I'm just like peripherally aware of, uh, of the category. So that actually is, uh, it's not its own category that fits under the, uh, uh, the good thing, good news or good thing that happens. So there's this weird one, which I, uh, I've never um, really like looked into either. So when you see a seasonal fruit ripening for the first time, that season, then you say Shachiano. Okay. And then there's one more category, which really has three subcategories about Shachiano. And I kind of alluded to it before when I was talking about the Omer, about the fact that we don't make a bracha on the Omer of Shachiano, but what, what category it would, you know, is similar to that. So it is on mitzvahs, okay, certain mitzvahs. So here the Ramam has three subcategories. He says, kol mitzvah shahim any mitzvah that is from time to time. And by that, he means it's on the calendar at regular intervals. Kagon shofar, and Right, so those are three. Shofar we do once a year. Sukkah we do for seven days a year. Lulav we do for seven days a year. Mikram we, we do once a year, um, and Nirchanaka we also do uh, for eight days. kol Also, any mitzvah that is an acquisition to him. Kagon utfilin Okay, these are mitzvahs that involve objects that you own. So you make the shechian when you first, uh, I guess. Inaugurate that object as a mitzvah use. And similarly, a mitzvah that is not frequent and does not happen all the time, because it's comparable to a mitzvah that is from time to time. Like Bris Mila and pidyon Haben. This is also controversial. There are Rishonimu hold that you don't make a Shechian on Bris Mila because the, you're in pain when you see uh, your son suffering, um, but the rama holds you do. So there are these three categories here. I'm going to go like this uh, on certain mitzvos, Okay. A, um, cyclical mitzvos, Okay. I'm uh, meaning uh, from time to time. B, um, mitzvos, which involve acquisitions. And then C is infrequent mitzvot. Okay. Even if they're not cyclical. Okay. So let's just get a basic uh, uh, answer here. So what we know Shachiano is a praise or a thanks, depending on how you look at it. What is, what should your kavana be, I guess, or what is the idea behind the bracha? What are you praising or thanking God for, given the fact that there's such a diversity in, you know, in, what in what you say this on. Okay. Like in other words, what fact, what do all these things have in common? Uh, and, and what idea can we get for saying Shachiano? And there's not one answer. Like I'm open to, I just want to like, since the main part of this year is going to be on uh, the Shechiano at Pesach and on the Omer and our Shavuos, I kind of want to just get a basic idea of what we have in mind when we say Shechiano. So what do you guys say?
2: I've always thought it's like, if you're experiencing a moment of happiness that you should just not just have, you know, not, not stay in your own head, but recognize the reality of the source of, of your existence that allows you to have this joy.
0: Okay, good. That's, I think that is a great basic idea. I, 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 I also have the same idea. Um, anyone have any, anything to add to that?
2: Yeah. I've always heard that answer too, but I, now that I'm looking at all of them, I think they all have like an aspect of time maybe to that. Yes. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. Definitely. And, and, and we do mention the time in the actual bracha. So that, that, that Mm -hmm. lends itself to that. Um, it is interesting that like onset of Yom Tov is clearly related to time. Seeing a friend you haven't seen in 30 days, um, is related to time in the sense that time has passed. Uh, seasonal fruit is definitely connected to time. Mitzvot are definitely connected to time, at least categories A and C. Acquiring new Kalim and then hearing good news is interesting because it does relate to time, but in a different way. So can we like express like, like, it's not time in the sense that, oh, it's that time of year again, you know or I saw you again after 30 days. Like what's the... How would you express the relationship of time to the bracha in these cases?
2: I think you can't in, have that feeling of joy unless you've had a period of time where you haven't had it. In other mm-hmm. words, a consistent, consistent state like that wouldn't feel this way.
0: Okay, good. So one thing is it's the contrast of the time I experienced without this thing and then the time I have now. Okay, that's one understanding. There's going to be another. Um, yeah, Fago, go ahead.
1: It could also be like about the future and that like we have this new cle That's really exciting. Yeah. We're going to be able to use it. And oh, okay. that's also use, good. Yeah.
0: Like
1: it's going to benefit us in the future. In okay, the good. Future.
0: Yeah. So the interesting thing about Shehekhiano is that it does kind of reference past, present and future, right? Um, because it's referencing the the past in the sense that you're acknowledging that God gave us life in the past and sustained us. But then you're actually ending off by praising God for the present. But then the occasion that you are saying this on is going to pertain to the future, either the immediate future of like the mitzvah you're going to do, or like the enjoyment that you're going to have uh, coming forward, you know? So it it is an interesting thing that it is, uh, uh, you know, the the bracha is actually called, you know what, uh, what, Chazal don't call this birkas shehachiano. They have a nickname for the bracha. You know what they call it? I'm just realizing this now. They call it Birkas Hazman, the blessing of time. Okay. So that fits in really well with what uh with what Nava was saying. Uh and it is on all three periods of time. Okay. So um the uh I want to read to you the Kuzari's interpretation, which touches upon several of these points. Uh he adds a few points of his own. And then I just want to share a way that Maya Shakyana has changed recently. And then that'll that'll uh yeah, Vega
1: sorry i just have a clarifying question um sure. how is the future uh alluded to
0: oh uh, well, i thought that's what you were saying i thought you're saying because you are oh, yeah. you're, you're going but to be as in, using
1: as in in the phrasing of the bracha
0: so it's not in the is phrasing it of the bracha, it's in the circumstance of the bracha that that because you are about to enjoy this uh this this experience or you're going into yom tov or you're going to do this mitzvah then that is the uh you know, that is the, where the bracha is um, uh, like the bracha is setting you up to experience what you're going to have in a different way. Okay.
1: Well, thank
0: yeah. you. Yeah. And the kuzuri is going to elaborate on that. So ordinarily I like, you know, you know me, I like reading the source uh, inside, um, but uh, the kuzuri was actually written in Arabic. Uh, and so I actually feel comfortable reading an English translation because we're reading a translation anyway. So this is Rabbi Daniel Korobkin's uh, translation. He says, so the rabbi in the dialogue between the rabbi and the, uh, the, the kuzari says, preparing oneself for the sensation of pleasure uh, while thinking about the contrasting lack of pleasure before the pleasure arrives serves to heighten the pleasurable experience. This is one of the benefits of blessings for one who regularly recites them with a proper reflection and preparation. They portray to the soul the type of pleasure about to be experienced, the appropriate expression of gratitude towards the provider with a capital P, and the contrasting lack of this pleasure that he would have experienced were not for God's gift. This heightens the enjoyment. So first of all, I just think it's interesting. He's saying, you know, this is a very like Mishleic uh, reason for saying the uh, Shachiano is uh, not just Shachiano, sorry, for saying brachos in general. Especially Birkos uh, nen and rachos on pleasure, is he saying it heightens the pleasure? And and what it does? There was actually an earlier case where the kuzari explains this. Um, but you know what? I might have. I think I might have quoted this in. Hold on. I gave a sheer on kiddush. Um, in a glass. Oh yeah, it's going to take me too long to find this. Um, uh, I, I that I, I, think I gave this in a year earlier last year that like, when you say, I think he gives the example of making a bracha over wine, or maybe it's me giving the example that when if you could just drink wine and that's a pleasurable thing, but when you think about, when you involve yourself, if you just drink the wine, you're involving yourself, um, physically and psychologically. Okay. But w- when you say a bracha over wine and you think about it, and you have Kavana, you are involving yourself intellectually as well by thinking about where this came from and uh, and what purpose it serves in your entire value system and then that also has the effect just the mere fact that you're pausing before you do it also has the effect of heightening the psychological, um, uh anticipation and the psychological pleasure and so much of the physical pleasure is dependent on the psychological pleasure that like uh, that you enhance all three of them. you know you get the better physical, psychological and uh, and uh, and intellectual. So that's a great like reason for bralas in general, but now he connects it to Shaharinu in particular. He says, an example of this is the Shaharinu blessing. you have kept us alive, sustained us and brought us to this point in time. This blessing allows you to ponder that you could have easily been dead by now. Okay, so this is, as the Stoics would say, this is a memento mori device, a reminder of your own mortality. You therefore thank God for having kept you alive. You will view life as a gift, and as a result, sickness and death, should they come, will be of smaller consequence in your eyes. You will have already pondered carefully and concluded that you have been receiving gifts all along from God, although you are really worthy of being deprived of all this goodness because you are dust. But despite this, God has granted you life and pleasure, and so you thank him. And when he takes away the pleasures from you, you will also thank him. You will alleviate your pain by saying, "God gave and God took away." May the God of name be, uh, may the name of God be blessed. That's from Eov. In this way, your whole life will be filled with pleasure. So you're basically reflecting on the fact that I should not take this for granted. You know, uh, like like uh, like Esty said, there is this feeling when you have uh, uh, something that you are enjoying or are about to enjoy. There's this feeling of like, I deserve this, or this is from me, or this is intrinsically something that like I, I'm getting, you know, and that's false, right? Really, you only are able to enjoy this because Hashem has kept you alive and sustained you to this time and giving you all this good. And despite your undeservingness, and we all are not ultimately deserving of anything, then God granted you this good. So you're taking that feeling of joy and then rerouting it towards a true idea, which is an acknowledgement of the source and your own undeservingness. And that enhances your pleasure because you realize like, wow, I could have not had this. And I, uh, I, I, uh, I did, I did receive it. So it is a, it, it's a, you know, it's a blessing on, it's fine. You know, in, in a lot of the mindfulness circles, people talk about like being present and you are being present. Like you're literally blessing God on the present uh, on the fact that he brought you to this time, but it's being present with gratitude towards the one who made possible this moment and all of its goodness as opposed to what it could have been which is either not this goodness or not being around at all okay so that's i think that touches on a lot of the ideas that you guys were saying but you know he adds the element of it's going to enhance the pleasure as well um yeah
2: in other words this is kind of like a systemic reminder essentially of like in these like set times of joy where you could potentially easily be like not necessarily forgetting these things, but not as involved in it. Like, right? It's it's rerouting that joy, like you exactly. said, like yeah. just another yeah, yeah. I like
0: yeah. yeah. I like the 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 introduction of the word systemic in here because it is very <laughs> systemic. Um, and I want to share an example of this that uh, my so you know uh, like like all other Jews, <laughs> then uh, I say anu, um or hear shachianu at kiddush on Yom Tov. Okay, my shachianus have fundamentally changed every Yom Tov since Pesach of 2020. Okay. So Pesach of 2020, as we remember, uh, was the, the first Yom Tov of the pandemic. And, um, it was the only Yom Tov, uh, that I have spent away from my, oh, sorry, the only Pesach I had spent away from my family. So, you know, we, we, um, uh, so I, I just have to talk about the, 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 life circumstances at the time. So it was the pandemic, right. And she have it. The school that I taught at for 10 years had just been announced that it was closing. And I had not yet like secured a livelihood with, with a job or jobs going forward. There was, there was talk, but there was uh, nothing like I didn't have a concrete, uh, you know, thing going forward. And like the world was in a state of chaos and I wasn't home, you know? And I remember all of this stress and, and anxiety and depression and like grieving was going on. And I was forced to make Pesach here. It was the first Pesach I had ever made you know, uh by my you know, you know, essentially by myself. Um, and uh and so that was stressful. But Johnny, my brother and I were here and I remember making Kiddish and uh at the night of Pesach and making Shahianu and being filled with this immense gratitude that despite everything that's going on, I have this good of, you know, I have a roof over my head, I have food, I have family, I have friends, I have health, I have you know what we're about to partake of. And it was just this moment of gratitude that 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 I could have, I could not be here. I could be dead, you know. And we had known even at that point that there were people dying. And we had no idea how high the number would go. And every Yom Tov since that Pesach, at, at least the first kiddish of the Yom Tov, I feel this tremendous uh feeling of gratitude, of being present and gratitude for the present time. And I just, you know, I urge you at the next, you know, the next time we are gonna say, Chefiano, if if we our zohar to be alive for that long is uh, shavuos, and if you can pause and just before you say the the uh, shachianu or hear the shachianu, pause and just take a moment to reflect on this when you get to the kiddush. And you know, if you really want to spread the good, tell the rest of the people who were there, tell them a short version of this idea, you know, and maybe just pause for a moment before the shachianu is said, so that you can experience this, and it will set the tone for the rest of your yom tov. So, that's my little pro tip about like how to internalize Shafiano here. Okay, that's the end of the first part of this year. Any uh, questions or comments on this?
2: I guess more so a comment cuz I really just sure. appreciate the intentionality within that. Um Yeah, like taking that moment and just acknowledging all those things like it's very powerful and it really does impact like your chag or or whatever like going forward.
0: Yep, definitely. And and I'll, I'll pair this with something that I've talked about on on the Soju podcast that um just this, this short version of it uh if you want i can send you the episode is uh the shavuos of 2020 uh which was the first um no what am i saying hold on e- no 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 what am i saying <laughs> oh, time is still so messed up wait this was was this that no this is the shavuos of 2021 i'm so messed up yeah she of 2020 we still things still weren't open yet right so the truth of 2021 was when I had this idea, which was uh, there's all you know there's this uh, idea that you should like live each day as if it were your, were your last. And there uh, the problem I've always had with that is while it's true that you could die at any moment, statistically it's not going to be your last day. Okay, statistically, like you know, unless you are sick or in a dangerous you know uh, area, it's not going to be your last day. So the question always is like, how can you? live as though it's your last day but also face the reality that this is probably not your last day you know so i this idea came to me yeah yeah Esty.
2: and and also not get depressed about it on the other oh hand. right
0: and not get depressed okay. about it right yeah that's the other danger right yeah so this idea came to me um uh on or in its most powerful form on uh Shavuos of 2021 which was the first um Yom Tov, that was entirely normal, at least in our community, that we were like having meals at everyone's houses and everything like that. So I realized that, you know, I was was sitting there, I think it was in the morning, I was learning. And I realized, you know, this might not be my last day, but this is the last time I'm going to experience this day, meaning this particular Shavuos 2021 with who I am right now, with these people around me with this meal that i'm going to with, at being at this age being with these ideas undeniably it's 100% guarantee i will not experience this exact day again and then i realized that that like you know it really is the last time i'm going to experience this and so i should enjoy it and be grateful for it and be present in it and you could do that every day now psychologically, it's very hard to do that every day. But I think it's easier to do this on Yom Tovs. And if you use the Shehachianu as a springboard for remembering this idea that as you're going into the Yom Tov, you think to yourself, this is the like the last instance of this Shavuos that I am going to have. It, and, and you thank God for it and have this Kavana in mind that we've been talking about, you will experience the day differently. And you can do it every Shabbos if you want also for Kiddush. But like Shehachianu is like a, a verbal reminder that I think is uh, very useful. Okay, next topic. So, speaking of Shachianu, so I was going over the Haggadah uh, prior to this past Pesach, and I was just reviewing it because I lead the Seder in my home. And uh, I noticed that at the Bracha at the end of Magid, there is a phrase that uh that maybe go huh so we, at the very end of magi so we we you know we say uh the two and then we conclude with this bracha right before the second cup you are the source of blessing who redeemed us and redeemed our fathers from egypt and brought us to this night okay to eat on it mata and maror okay so i thought to myself it's interesting that we use the same phrase, not the exact same phrase, not la lazman hazeh, but he brought us to this night to eat on it, matta and maror. Okay. And I looked at some of the mefarshim. Oh, I actually put this in the wrong place. I looked at some of the mefarshim here, and the Rebar Yaka on the Haggadah actually acknowledges this point. He says, uh, so Lashon on this bracha, the in this bracha on the Haggadah literally flows or emanates from what we say in sha um who brought us to this time okay and that's the only comment I found that relates to the two so what I was thinking and this is like a very vague question this is not as pointed as the questions I usually ask is there a relationship between the bracha on Magid and the Shehachianu we say at the beginning of the Seder? Okay, or is it just using the same Lashon? Okay, and it's a very vague question. Some questions feel like, uh, for me, some questions feel like, You are using the question to conduct an investigation. Some questions feel like you're going fishing. Okay. If something bites, it bites. If it doesn't bite, it doesn't bite. (laughs) You know, so this is more like a fishing question. Okay. So what's the question? The question is, is, is that the phrasing in this bracha on Magid of that God brought us to this night to eat matzah and maror is very similar to the, the, uh, the phrasing in Shekhiyana, Lazman Hazah. And the Riba Baryakar says that the that the phrases actually the phrase in the Bracha on Magit actually does come from the Yano. My question is: is that where the similarities end? Is it just similar phrasing, or is there some sort of similar idea? You know that we can like bring out in this Bracha. Is there is there a greater similarity here? That's that's my question.
2: Wouldn't you have to say? I mean, why would you take phrasing from something if you weren't borrowing from from the idea of it? That-
0: so it does, it's a good question. The reason why you would take phrasing if you're not borrowing the idea is that there is an idea of like an economy of, of uh, phrases that we do use the same phrases over and over and over again in tefillah. Once we find a good phrase, then we will use it, uh, even if it's not exactly uh, applying the idea. And best example of this is all the phrases in Shimon Esra and the Brachos come from, or most of the phrases come from Tanakh. Sometimes the puzzle we derive it from is a similar concept, but sometimes we're just sometimes we're just borrowing the phrase from the Navi, uh, uh the Navi itself, you know. So there are my, my only point is that there are cases where we just use similar phrasing uh, because we had it's like there's like a a uh, um, <laughs> the way the rough says it is he says that uh, that oh, I don't want to go into the rough thing right now. Yeah, uh, let's leave it at that for now. Is that that not all just factually speaking, not all <laughs> phrases that are parallel. Uh, necessarily point to parallel ideas
1: okay got it thank you
0: Yeah, um,
1: I have a, an, a, a suggestion um, sure. but maybe the connection is that um, like here we're talking about matzah and maror and matzah is a, like a symbol of freedom maror is a symbol of slavery um, yeah. and the same way that like we, we say a on good news juxtaposed with bad news like this seems oh, interesting. to be something that we're doing here
0: okay that's a good idea that is a good idea by the way just a side, side note um, that, uh, uh, you said matzah has to do the freedom and Mar has to do with slavery. There is actually a mach locus about whether at the time that we eat a korban Pesach, whether you would say Vihigiano, halalazet lechobo Pesach matzah umaror or not. So the Ramam holds not. The Ramam holds you only say matzah and maror, even if you're eating the Pesach, which lends support to your idea that we're referring to these things thematically, you know, like like the theme of Matzah and the theme of Mara. Okay, so that's good. So it could just be part of our entire praise on what Matzah and Mara represents. Okay, so that's, uh, that is that is a good theory. By the way, I should read the rest of the bracha. We go on and we say, so, uh, In a similar manner, Hashem our God and the God of our fathers bring us to holidays and pilgrimage festivals, uh, other ones, Okay, um, uh, that are coming to greet us uh, in peace rejoicing rejoicing in the building of your city and and uh, being gleeful is that a word yeah in the um, in your service and we will eat there of the sacrifices and the psachim that whose blood reaches the wall of your mizbeach favorably. And we will sing, uh, uh, give thanks to you with a new song on the redemption, our redemption and the redemption of our soul. Baruch to you Hashem are the source of blessing to all Israel who redeemed Israel. Okay. So Fega's idea is entirely fine. Okay. What happened to me is I actually did not get a chance to think of my own idea. Cause what happened was I had in a flash of insight, uh, another idea based on two separate shirim that I've heard. Okay. Now I'm going to do a no, no here. Okay. Uh, and I'll introduce the no, no with a, something that a friend told me on, uh, on Pesach. So uh, we were, uh, we, we invited someone over for a, a, a Pesach meal uh, and this friend of mine knew that I was into movies, you know? So she said, um, she said like, I'm going to tell you something that's that, that, and, and just don't hate me for it. And I was like, what do you mean? So she said, I also enjoy movies, but I don't have time to watch them. So here's what I do. She said, <laughs> I watch the trailer, then I read the Wikipedia summary, and then I watch the last 15 or 20 minutes of the movie. <laughs> okay. And I was like, no, <laughs> like, I, I don't know if that's better than nothing or worse than nothing. because like, you're just like, you know, uh. so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something similar is I'm going to give you the final ideas of two-shearing without taking you through the entire share. Okay, so uh, the the entire shear is more enjoyable, but we're going to kind of like use the conclusions as building blocks here. So the first shear is found in the Siaha grid, which is the uh, Haggadah written with the Rav's Torah. And um, the Rav is basically uh, dealing with this question of, you know, ordinarily on Shabbos and Yom Tov, you're allowed to make Kiddush early. Okay. And many of us do this all the time. We make Kiddush, you know, after Plag before it is nightfall. Okay. So that's totally fine because the mitzvah is to make Kiddush when Shabbos or Yom Tov enters. And, uh, and so when, as long as you brought in Shabbos, then that's fine. However, on the night of Pesach, then you can only make Kiddush after Tseis, after it's definitely nightfall. Okay. And, the Rav goes and explains that the reason why is because kiddish is one of the four cups and the four cups have to be done when you're at a time when you're hive in mata and mara. so you have to do the four cups when it is definitely night okay but then he weaves this theory where um he says as follows again okay? again this is I'm, we're jumping in partway through this year he says I'm actually just going to read this in english okay he says um and now we see in truth that the statements that we uh that we say in order over the cups, all of these statements contain in them shall sipur a fulfillment of the mitzvah of telling the story of going out from Egypt. Okay. Behold, on the second cup we say haggadah over it. Okay, so that's clearly about Yitzhis mitzrayim. We say the entire haggadah over the second cup. And the fourth cup, we say halal over it, and halal has a fulfillment of sibu yitzy's mitzvah, as we will explain. Okay, that's another shear. If so, in the in these two cups, meaning cup number two with the Haggadah and cup number four with hollow, there is a cum of Siborites, Mitzrayim. We, we tell the story. However, we need to investigate the first cup and the third cup, which is Kiddush and birkas Amazon. How are the statements that we make in Kiddush and Birkas Zamazon, how do they have a fulfillment of Siborites, Mitzrayim? So let's see if you can answer this question before we do the Rav's answer. How is saying Kiddush, how in, in, the, in, in the contents of Kiddush, how is St. Kiddush a fulfillment of the story of Sibarit's Mitzrayim? What do you say? And just Can think we
2: back be to, be to be what be we're saying, in Kiddush. Kiddush. Uh, yeah, Esther? Don't we say Zechelit's
0: Yosem Mitzrayim? Oh, okay, good. Right. Okay, yeah, no, then. good. So that that is that is the first uh, 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 and most obvious um, uh, answer. He says, B'kiddush Omrim Zechelit's Mitzrayim. In Kiddush we say, uh, a remembrance of the going out from Egypt. Uvzeh yesh kim shal si baritias mitzrayim al And therefore, in kiddush, you are mentioning mitzrayim, okay? And we also say, we say zman the time of our freedom, okay? But then the Rav goes on and he says something else, and this is a really cool point, okay? And here, actually, I'm going to switch to the Hebrew. Dinei harambam, the Rambam, v'nir od, it seems furthermore, Dinei harambam, perak Coming to kamitumata, halacha da'alad, the Ram in uh, in that halacha says, um, when the Ramam cites the law, so there's a halacha that you have to maskil You begin with degradation and you end in praise. Okay. And uh, the Ramam says, You begin by saying that in the beginning our fathers worshipped a Uh, The Ramam writes that when we conclude with praise, how do we do that? He says, We conclude with the true religion that God brought him close to, that's actually uh, uh, not the correct text, that God brought us close to, to the true religion, Judaism, and he separated us from the nations, and he brought us close to his oneness. And we see from here, the that the Ramam holds, that the choice of Israel, meaning God choosing Israel, and God separating us from the other nations, that is a component of the story of Yetzius Mitzrayim. In other words, you might think that Yetzius Mitzrayim is only talking about how God got us out of Mitzrayim, but the Ramam is clearly saying that choosing Israel and giving us the Torah um, and bringing us close to God's oneness, that is part of Sipor. The reason for this is Mishum de Yisrael, Torah, Haim Him Hatachlis, Mitzrayim. The reason for this is that God choosing Israel and giving them the Torah, that was the purpose of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Umikra this is a full Pasuk. As it says, uh, Hashem says to Moshe, Ani Hashem alokechem asher hotseisi eschem Mitzrayim li'osachem Uh, I am Hashem, your God, who brings you out of Egypt uh, to uh, to be your God. So you can't talk, uh, he says, Uqvar he'erich b'zev The sefer goes on. I liked about this. So in other words, if you just told the story about how God took us out of Egypt, but you didn't mention giving us the Torah, that would be a lack in your telling the story because you haven't said why God brought, God brought us out of Egypt. But when you clarify and say God brought us out of Egypt because he chose us as a nation and he gave us the Torah and gave us correct knowledge of God, that's a complete telling of Yitzhah Mitzrayim. So now check this out. The Imkain, if so, in Kiddush when we say Asher bachar banu mikol am, v'romamanu mikol lashon, v'kidushanu b'mitzvot sav, we say, who chose us from among all the people, exalted us among every culture, every uh, language, v'kidushanu b'mitzvot sav, and he sanctified us with his mitzvos. Bazegufa gufa, misafireb yitzvot mitzrayim. In that statement, you are telling of the Sippor yitzvot mitzrayim. V'lachin, kidush hu echad midalad kosos. And you see from here that Kiddush is one of the four cups. Okay, so in Kiddush... <laughs> In every Kiddush and Yom Tov, you say Zechel Mitzrayim and God chose us and God gave us the Torah. But on the night of Pesach, you're doing two things. You're saying Kiddush, but you're also beginning to tell the story of Yitzchitz Mitzrayim, which is why Kiddush has to be said at night when you do the rest of the story. Okay, what about Birkas Amazon? Where in Birkaz Amazon do we engage in telling the story of Yitzchitz Mitzrayim? So the answer is in the second bracha. Ulinian koshia biurkasamazon yishlomer de biurkas haaretz. So when you're making um biurkasamazon on the third cup, when you make the biurkas haaretz, the bracha on the land, hello omin don't we say the al shehote shanu me'eretz mitraim ufti shanu me'beis that God took us out from the land of Egypt and redeemed us from the house of slaves. V'chein the al torascha sholimadvtanu. We also in that bracha say on the Torah that you taught us shehu chelik misiporitiz mitrayim komoshan inspire. Which, as we just said, God giving us the Torah is part of the Sefer Yitzius Mitzrayim. Imkain Gam'ah alakos hashlishi mesabre Yitzius Mitzrayim yotei debukol da alakosus meskain mes meso Sefer Mitzrayim. So too, so you see from here that on all four cups we are telling the story of Yitzius Mitzrayim. Okay, so that's the Rav's Svara. Okay, so that in Kiddush and on Birchas Amazon at the seder you're doing two things: you're saying Kiddush, but then you're also telling the story of Yitzius Mitzrayim. You're benching, but you're also telling the story of Yitzius Mitzrayim. Okay, hold that thought. Unless there are questions on that. Okay, next shear, okay? So Rabbi um so the uh Rabbi Zucker gave a shear uh which is on Birkos Mitzvah. Now, most of us are not familiar with the Halachos here, okay? Uh, we're familiar in practice but not in formula. So the Raman says these Halachos for how, how you know which formulation to use on which Birkos Mitzvah and here's here are the rules. Anyone who does a mitzvah, whether it's an obligation or not, if you're doing the mitzvah for yourself, you make the bracha of with a lamid. Okay, we'll give examples in a second. If you did the mitzvah for someone else, you say al. Okay, so there are two formats there's la and al. Here are examples. Ketad, lavash tefillin, if he put on tefillin, leha niach tefillin, you say niach because you're doing it for yourself. Nisa'tef batzitzis, mevarach lehisateh batzitzis. If you wrap yourself in tzitzis, you say lehisateh uh, batzitzis. Yashaf basukah, if you sit in a tzitzis, you say leshev basukah, with a lamed. V'chein hu mevarach lehadlikner shel Shabbos, with a lamid V'ligmor esahalel, or Ashkenazim say likro esahalel. V'chein im... Okay, so those are examples where we always say leh. Okay, but here come a couple of other examples. If you put up your own mezuzah for yourself for your own house, you say likboa. If you make a a fence for your roof, if you separate truma and master for yourself, you say If you circumcise your own son, you say lamul pisfo. Uh, so if you shach your korban pesach or your chagiga you say lishchad okay however aval im kavah if you uh, put up a mezuzah for others let's say you're putting up your friend's mezuzah, you say al kviyas mezuzah, not likboa mezuzah. asa lahem ma'ake if you make a ma'ake for someone else you say al asias ma'ake uh, you say al not laasos ma'ake hefrish uh, lahem truma if you separate truma for someone else you say Al-Hafrashas <laughs> Truma, not li hafrish Truma. mal es <laughs> ben havero if you circumcise your uh, friend's son, then mavarach Al-Hamila, <laughs> you say Al-Hamila. Uh, <laughs> okay, so you got the rule? If it's for yourself, you say La, and if it's for someone else, you say uh, la lasos. Okay? What about yeah.
2: things?
0: I mean, there are exceptions, right? Okay, and there are exceptions, right? And they're
2: going to... or something.
0: Okay, yeah. So Al-Natilasi Daim is actually a good one, okay? in fact, he he mentions this. Uh, actually, he mentions another one. Uh, here's another rule, okay, which is actually two more rules. One is, mitzvah ke'echad, if you do the mitzvah for yourself and for others, Im mitzvah if it's an optional mitzvah, al ha'asiyah, then you make the bracha of all. Al eruv. So eruv is not something you have to do. But if you do make an eruv, since it's for yourself and others, then you say, al eruv. Chova, but if it's an obligation, and you are being moti yourself and others Then you say lishmoa kol shofar. Then you, so therefore you say lishmoa kol Okay, so this one kind of follows from the previous one. Basically, as long as you yourself are obligated in it, then you say You say with a lamid. But here, here here's the case. Let's say I blow shofar in Shul for myself and everyone else. So I would say Lishmoa Kol Shofar, but let's say then I go to someone else's house who couldn't make it to Shul and I blow Shofar for them. I would say Al Shmias Kol Shofar, because that's just for them. Okay. Last case is like this, uh, is, um, in fact, I'm just actually going to, I'm going to summarize this one. Okay. Cause, uh, yeah. Uh, no, no, I won't. Okay. Natal esalulav, if you picked up the Lulav, Mivarach Al Natilas Lulav, then you make the braha of al natilas lulav. Uh why? Shakavan Shihigbio, because once you lifted it up, yata yidehovaso, you're already Yotte. Aval imberakh kodum shiotov, let's say you make the bracha on lulav and then you pick it up. So then mvarach litol esalulav, kumoleshiv basoka. So the rule there um is that if you say the bracha before you do it, then you say le. But if you've already done it and the mitzvah is still going, like you're still holding the lulav, then you say al, okay? So Esti mentioned the the, the um, halakha of um, we say al-natilas yadayin. <laughs> it's funny, I'm realizing this for the first time now. I think that's because the common practice is you wash and then before you dry, you say al-natilas yadayin. So since you've already done the action, you've already initiated it, but you haven't completed it, you say al. I wonder though, if you were to wash before you wash your hands, if you say the bracha before you wash your hands, if you say little as how you dime, I don't know. So, if you summarize the rules, let me just write out the rules here um, because you'll, you'll see where I'm going in a second. Um, so, the rules are: hold on, rules. Okay, um, if it is bef- uh, if you say a bracha on a mitzvah, which a is. Is an obligation, um, an obligation uh, you are fulfilling for yourself. B, um, uh, you are reciting it before you do the action. Okay, sorry. You know what? It's like this: if it's an obligation, B, you are fulfilling yourself, and C, you are reciting before you do the action. Then you say. Lamed, okay, Uh, lamed. If you say a bracha on a mitzvah, which a is optional, b you are fulfilling for others uh, and not yourself, and c, uh, this should be and or. Um, These aren't like strict rules. I mean, I mean you have to see each case. Or um, it's after you've initiated the mitzvah but not completed it, you say al. Okay, so can we get just a basic, like, sense? Not a whole svara, but just, like, why would you say, like, w- w- how do, how does this make sense? And what framework does this make sense? Why would you say lihad if it is an obligation and you're doing it for yourself and before you do it? But if you're doing something for someone else, you say "I'll." Oh. Like, what? What, how, what? Why? Why switch?
2: Grammatically, are you like if you're saying doing it for yourself, you're mitzuvus Mitsuva, so you're saying to do this. Yeah. But if you adopt, if you're not yourself commanded, then you're saying it on the existence of the mitzvah. Okay. Good. T-
0: That's a great way to say it. Okay. Good. So the reason is reason is. Uh, in these cases, you're saying it on the particular uh, maaseh hamitzvah that you are about to do, okay, and therefore you you refer to it in the infinitive because you're about to do it right now. Whereas in these cases, you're you're not saying it on the particular particular um, maaseh hamitzvah that you're about to do, but rather you're saying it on the institution of the mitzvah itself. Like, I mean, let's say the abstract institution. Um, so like, let's play it through with the example. So if I'm putting up a mezuzah, I say, I, I bless God, uh, it's about likboa mezuzah. Likboa means I'm about to do this right now. But if I'm doing it for you, this is not my mitzvah. So I'm blessing God on, uh, about the institution of putting up mezuzahs. Like the idea of putting up mezuzahs, even though it's not, I'm not doing a particular mitzvah action right now. Okay. And maybe we could refine that, but I just wanted to like, make sure that we have the intuitive sense here. Okay. Now next question. And this is the question that Rebbe Zuckershir was on. Um, What bracha should you make when you eat matzah based on these rules? Should you say le'echol matzah or alachilas matzah? Same thing for maror. Le'echol matzah. Okay. Right. It's an obligation. You're doing it for yourself and you're reciting it before you do the action. But what bracha do we actually make on matzah? Oh, matzah. <laughs> okay, so so that's the. This is one of the exceptions. Okay, and uh, the question is why. Now, again, this is a whole sheer. Rabbi Zucker gives a bunch of other questions uh, that, like, that are are like weird about the bracha of al matzah. But I'm just showing you. Uh, we're I, this is we're gonna do the Wikipedia article and just get the punchline. So here's Rabbi Zucker's uh, conclusion. But why why is matzah? Pesach matzah and maror really are are all anomalies. Okay, I know we don't eat the Pesach nowadays. So here's what Rabbi Zucker says: Lomar. So we must say the brachos ha pesach umata enam stam birchos haMitzvah. So when you say the bracha on Pesach matzah and maror, those are not just birchos haMitzvah. They're not just ordinary bir- birchos haMitzvah. Ella, rather, gamkin baatman, rather. You are the, the Birkos and Mitzvah is a in Mitzvahim. You are telling the story. Okay. And let's just think about it before we, we read this. When did the Jews get commanded to eat matzah and mara and pesach? In Mitzrayim? In Mitzrayim. And why were they eating pesach, matzah, maror in Mitzrayim? What was the purpose in the actual events? Like, what would happen if they didn't do it? and they wouldn't leave the shrines and they wouldn't even try okay so in other words so that's what Rabbi rabbis is going to say he says kolmar de kavanaso de, sorry de kavanas vitzivano alachilas matza and we says behule by the way he means matza maror and pesach so when you say quote god commanded us to eat matza and pesach and maror he mitnem uradiat is mitraim hashem kava mitzvos matzah pesach u uh, um, maror al In other words, you are referring to the fact that God commanded us at that time in these mitzvahs to commemorate the event of Yitzhah's Mitzrayim. So you're, in other words, you're praising, so an ordinary birchaz mitzvah, you're just praising God for commanding us on the mitzvah. But with these birchaz the mitzvah, you're praising God and you're narrating the events of Yitzhah's Mitzrayim. And then he says, "Mikame de sevritis minshrayim shel biurkas hamata kai al kvius klal hamitzvah." And since the biurkas hamitzvah on matzah is referring to the entire institution of the mitzvah, and not just on the particular action that you're doing for yourself, therefore we don't say because would be only referring to what you're about to do. And what we want to refer to is the entire institution of that God set up this mitzvah. Davka um, demora The lashon of lasos. Oh, this is just what we said. The lashon of lasos of Lamid indicates the particular thing, whereas al refers to the entire mitzvah. Now the the shear is much cooler here because he goes and brings other proofs. For example, the Rambam in the Mishnah Torah will usually codify. Um, the birkas of mitzvah in that particular section of the Mishnah Torah. So for example, where's the Raman going to put the birkas, the halakha of Lishmo Kol Shofar? He'll put it in Hilkos Shofar. Where is he going to put Al-Mikviyah's mezuzah? He'll put it on uh, mezuzah. Okay, what about Litol es Lulav? Uh, sorry, al natilas Lulav. He'll put that in the chapter in Hilkos Shofar Asoka veLulav. He'll put it in the chapter about Natilas Lulav. Lulav. Uh, where is he going to put Lesha Pasoka? In the chapter about uh, sitting in the Soka? However, okay, where would you expect the Ramam to put the bracha on eating the Korban Pesach? You expect him to put it in Hilchos Korban Pesach, where he talks about eating it. Where would you expect him to put the bracha of al Matza Matzah? In Perik Vav of Hilchus Hamitzu Matzah, which is where he talks about the mitzvah of eating matzah. But the Ramam doesn't put it there. Where does he put it? He puts it in Hilchus Hamitzu Matzah chapter 8, which is the Perik about Sipur Yitzchus Mitzrayim. Okay. So that's acknowledging that, that really these brachos serve a dual function on Sipur and Birkos and Mitzvah. Okay. Any questions on that? Okay. So when I first thought about this original question of why do we say, and I noticed the similarity between that and Shahyano, I recalled these two Shirin from the Rav and from Rabbi Zerka, And I said, huh, when you say Kiddush on the night of Pesach, Kiddush is serving a dual function. You're being Yotzeh Kiddush, but you're also telling Sipur Yitzchia's Mitzrayim. When you say Birchaz Mazon on the night of Pesach, you're saying Birchaz Mazon, but it's serving a dual function. You're also telling the story of Sipur Yitzchia's Mitzrayim. When you say al Matzah, and al Mar, and al Pesach, you're saying a Birchaz Mitzvah, but you're also doing Sipur Yitzchia's Mitzrayim. What if when you say Shehecheyanu, You're doing a dual function. You're praising God for reaching this time, but you're also telling the story of Yotius Mitzrayim. Okay. How so? How would Higiano Lozman Hazeb be telling the story of Yotius Mitzrayim?
2: I mean, I guess when you're translating it um, brought us to this time, we wouldn't be at this time had we not left
0: Egypt. Ah, okay, good. So, so in other words, like this is, is, you know, those movies or TV shows where the first scene in the movie or the TV show is really the finale, you know, and like, it shows you like right up, you know, like shows you the end of the story. Right. And then the, the movie or TV show goes back and then like chronologically, and then shows you everything. And then the final scene is is you, you see the full version of the end? That's kind of what the Shahyanu is doing. That why did God take us out of its So we actually say this in. I mean, we talked about this er, uh, earlier, is God took us out of its to give us the Torah, but we actually say this in um a Pasuk and Shemos, which is uh this is the answer to the Ben Tam. Uh the Higati you should tell your son. Uh on oh, actually, this is to sorry, this is the you know. Yodea, Lishol, and the Ben Rasha, I think. The, uh, you should tell your son on that day saying, B'avur Hashem li For the sake of this, Hashem did for me when I went out of Egypt. And Rashi on there, it says, What is Babur because of this? B'avur so that I, in order for me to fulfill God's mitzvot, like this Pesach Matah and Maror. So really what you're doing, and by the way, and this is what we say in the Braqa of Magid, we say, Anu God took us out of Mitzrayim. he redeemed us from Mitzrayim in order to do these mitzvot. So in other words, what you're saying is you're saying you're telling the purpose of why God took us out of Mitzrayim. God took us out not so that like on the Prince of Egypt movie it says so we could be free okay Freedom was not an end in and of itself. Freedom was in order that God could give us the Torah and acquire us as his servant and we could be ovde Hashem and do Avodah Hashem, like this Avodah Pesach and Matzah and Mora tonight. So what you're saying is you're articulating the reason why God took us out of Mitzrayim, and you're doing it at the very beginning of the story as a a praise of God for allowing us to reach the end point of the story. That's how you begin Magid, and then you end Magid with the full Shabbat of saying, and then you put in a bakasha of may God bring us to future regalim where we can be involved in a Vodah Hashem as well, uh, which is the full uh, the full voda. So, again, I don't know if this is halakhically true, but I feel like if the Rav makes the move of saying that Birkas Hamazon and Kiddush are doing a double duty, and Rabbi Zucker makes the move of saying that uh, the Birkas of mitzvah of mata and Marah and Pesach are doing a double duty, I feel comfortable saying that Shahatianu is also doing a double duty and also doubling as Siborici has been trying. Okay, so that's the end of the second part of this year. Um, any questions on this? Okay, so now let me ask you, because uh, I guess Esti uh, and Lisa had to go. Uh, do you two want the third part of this year uh, for now or do you want to save it for a future time? Uh, third part of this year is going to be about the Omer. And I won't take offense either way
1: interested now
0: honestly. Okay, you're interested now? Okay, good. Vega, go. what about you?
1: Um, so I'm good now too. Uh I'm just wondering if like I don't know if, if they had to go like
0: maybe oh, we should that's wait very, so
1: that they the, the,
0: that's uh, that's that's very kind of you. Um I'm gonna go ahead and do it now because uh they can listen to the recording or I'm actually gonna be seeing Aliza on uh for Shabbos and so I'll tell her. Uh but uh yeah thank you. Okay. So here's the here's the Ramam's rules. Let's just go back here again. Okay. He says what kind of Mitchells do we make um on so, kol Any mitzvah that's from time to time. kol mitzvah shehi Any mitzvah that's a, uh, an acquisition, and then mitzvah mitzvah Any mitzvah that's in, uh, uncommon, not like on calendar time, but like Bris and Pidyon Haben. Okay. So ostensibly, Sfiras HaOmer is a mitzvah that's mizman We 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 do the mitzvah uh, once a year. Okay. Um, not just one day, but we do it for 49 days. Okay, but fine. So Sukkah, we also do for seven days. Nirkanaka, we do eight for eight days. Sphere's Omer we do for, for 49 days. Okay. But it is Misman Lizman. So the question is why don't we say Shahafianu on Sphere's Omer? And it's a famous question with a famous answer. Okay. Um and I am okay, I don't know famous, but like I've heard the answer talked about a lot. Does anyone know why uh why or have ideas why we don't say uh on Spirit's Omer?
2: i was reading up on this this week oh, yeah? and i fully forgot
0: cool. the answers that i read <laughs> okay so maybe you'll recognize it when we um, hear it and if you don't then you'll you might maybe you'll find out that it's a different uh a different uh, you'll have a different answer yeah
1: um so just a possible suggestion but sure. um we usually say sheikh yanu before we do a mitzvah and i know there's some locus the if it's a mitzvah to count every single day or if it's just a mitzvah to count the entire um like the entire 49 days okay. so maybe we're unsure if like we're at like you know, people sometimes forget to count. So then it would mm-hmm. be a brachal of a
0: Okay. So that is one of the answers given, by the way, this question, uh, there are, I said, there's a famous answer, but there are like seven other answers that I've seen. Okay. And that's one of them, or at least that's how I understand one of them that, um, it's not a, well, let's take these other examples of like, um, you know, shofar, right. You say Shechian and then you do the entire mitzvah right now, you know, but, um, but here if you say Sphiris Omer is really like, you know, uh, one large mitzvah or a mitzvah that's done in components, you know, every day uh, for 49 days, you're not really doing the entire mitzvah. So it's not really nicker. It's not discernible that your Shehachianu is relating to the entire mitzvah. That is definitely an answer that's given. Yeah. I just don't remember who said it, but that's that, That's an answer that's in the Halachos. Okay. So the famous answer that's given is from the Baal or Baal or was early Rishon. He says that, Mitzvah, the counting the omer is only a mitzvah de orisa when we actually bring the omer, okay? But nowadays, since we don't bring the omer, our spheres omer is just the rabbanan as a zecher le as a remembrance of the fact, uh, you know, of, of, of what they used to do. And therefore we are makil. Uh, we are lenient in a bunch of ways, okay. And he gives an example in the Gemara that there was one of the Amorim that would only count days and not weeks, even though the full mitzvah is to count both. And the reason why that, um, that, uh, that Amor that that Amora gave is he said it's just a Zeichel Mikdash, it's just a remembrance, so we could be lenient. Um, but the so that's one answer the Balamor gives. And another answer he gives is he says since this is just a Zeichel Mikdash, he says Shehachianu is only stated over something that has enjoyment, okay, or Simcha. But if you're counting the Omer to remember that we don't have the Omer because the base Mikdash is destroyed, then that's not Simcha. In fact, it's the contrary to Simcha. It's anguish. Okay. And therefore, we don't make a Shekhyanu because Shekhyanu is for Simcha and and our counting is only for anguish. Okay. So that's his other famous answer. Okay. So that works out. Okay. However, it doesn't work out according to the Rambam. Why? Because the Rambam holds that Sfirah Omer busmanhazet Hazet is De'oraysa. Okay, he does not hold that it's a Zichel and Mikdash. And yet the Rambam also does not hold that we make Shafiano. Okay, so the question is why not? So this, what I'm about to read is, so what I'm about to read is a shear from, excerpt from a shear. again, I'm just going to quote part of a shear from Rav Shirkin, who is a Talmud of Rav Soloveitchik. Is this the right shear? Yeah. Um, and he answers according to the Rambam. Okay, so he says like this. Oh, so first he gives two other answers, which he rejects. Okay, so he says, um, ulam divriha or lob ma'alim arucha adain lashita The words of the Balma or uh, are not gonna help the according to the Shita of the Rambahlay, because the, the Ram holds Shasfir's omer hu mina Torah. Ram holds the count of the Omer is from the Torah, of Filub Bizmanhaza, even nowadays. Uli Didehadavra Kusha L Hadra Hadra Kushi Ledukta. My time aim of Birkasman al Sviras Omir. So now the question returns to its place. Why don't we make a brak of of uh Shahiana on Sphiris Omir? So he's gonna quote two other answers, which he rejects. Uvsefer Shivle Haleket Kasav, so the Shivle Haleket, who was a late Rishon, writes, The Machayev, the thing that obligates you to count the Omer, is the day of Pesach itself. How do we know this? Because Ukumosha Kasav, because the Pasuk says, which uh, Torzwa tells us means on the day after Pesach. Okay, so in other words, the day of Pesach obligates you to do several things: to tell the story of Jesus mitzrayim, to eat matzah, to eat maror, and the day of Pesach obligates you to tell to count the Omer on the day after. Okay, the alkane therefore Birkas pesach Poteris as Mitzvah Omer. The the you make on the night of Pesach covers your ha Omer Shachianu. OK, so according to this answer, he holds Shachyanu really, you really are obligated to say Shachyanu. But since the thing that obligates you in Shachyanu is the night of Pesach or the day of Pesach, I should say. So then your are the, the, the Shachyanu you say on Pesach covers your Shachyanu on Spirit's Omer and you don't need to say a new one. OK, and the Rav says, Buhu gadol. that's a big chidosh, OK, that where do we ever see that you make a Shachyanu on a mitzvah? the day before, simply because that's the day that obligates you and it. This would be a, a a unique case. Okay, fine. So the Rav doesn't seem to like that. Then he quotes a second answer, which in my opinion is even more outlandish. And he doesn't say who says this. Others say that since the essential um, thing that obligates you in Sfiris Omer is the establishing of the Chaka Shavuos, right? We know that in Torah, all the holidays have a calendar date except for Shavuos. Shavuos is not determined by calendar date. It's determined by counting the Omer. It's 50 days after Pesach. So he says, So according to that answer, the Shehachian you say on Shavuos covers your sphere's Omer. Now what's weird about that That Sorry, is, can you repeat yeah. that one more time? Yeah, sure. So he's saying that the bracha that you of shachianu you say on shavuos covers your sfeirah omer because the whole reason you're counting the omer is to establish when shavuos is. So what I find weird is you're so you're telling me you make a shachianu on on Sfiris HaOmer after you're completely done with the mitzvah. That's weird. All the other shachianos you say before you do the mitzvah. This one you're saying after the mitzvah is done. Uh, it's it's weird, okay. And he also says a He says, and, and th- that needs a uh, further analysis, okay. So he doesn't like that. So he, he's going to give his answer. But anyone want to give their own answer first but, for why we wouldn't say shachianu on Suresh Omer?
1: Could it be that we're counting? Oh, actually, yeah. I mean, this one. I'm not sure if this. I think they kind of like this might have been addressed actually, but like about how it's the Zikar Dash how we don't have an Omer to Korba to bring. So like we're counting, but there's like, we're counting to bring the Omer, but we're not bringing the Omer. So.
0: Okay. So there is a, you know, that is uh, uh, connected to the answer we mentioned. Um, And, uh, uh, but again, that only works out for those who say that, that it's a Zether, you know, Ramam holds that it's a completely separate independent mitzvah. Uh, so according to the Ramam, the mitzvah Omer is exactly the same now, whether we have an Omer or not. So it's not going to work for him. Okay, so here is the answer that the Rabb gives. He says like this: V'nir Levi'er b'ze. We can explain as follows: Do you look at the Sefer Chinuch? V'bir Shurish mitzvah Sviras Omer, who explains the root of the mitzvah of Sviras Omer, meaning the uh the reason. Zay Lashona. Here's what he says: L'fichi shakol ikar on Shal Yisrael eno ella haTorah. The whole essence of Israel is the Torah. Umi pene haTorah nivrao. We were created because of the Torah. V'kule etc. V'hi ha'ikar of ha'shiba shenigalu v'yatum im mitzrayim kadeshiyakablu haTorah besina v'yakimura and uh, and this is the essence and the reason why we were taken out of Mitzrayim, which is in order to receive the Torah at Sinai and to fulfill it. Hashem le as Hashem said to Moshe, v'zelecha ha'oz al Uh Hashem says to Moshe at the, at the burning bush in Shemos 3.12, uh, here's the sign that I have sent you. When you take out the people from Mitzrayim, you will serve God on this mountain, meaning Har Sinai. Uh, because this is the entire essence of Israel, and that's why we were redeemed, and this is why God elevated us. Therefore, he commanded us to count from the day of the Yom Tov Pesach, sorry, the day after the Yom Tov Pesach, until the day of Matan Torah. In order to uh, exhibit, to enact for our souls, um, uh, I skipped a word. Hachivitzagadol, the great desire el hayom hanichbar vanichzaf l'glibeno, to show how much we desire the day of Matan Torah, Yishafsel, like a servant who's waiting for shelter. V'yimna tamin Masa masayavo ha'ez hanichzaf elav shiata l'cheros, and the servant is always counting uh to the time when he's going to go free. Ki haminyan marei l'adam ki kol yishov chetol l'hagia whenever a person counts. Then they're they're showing how much they want that time to arrive. That's why we count the Omer. And we, we say such and such days uh, have passed from the count. We don't count how many days we have uh, left. All of this shows the great desire we have to get to the time. Okay, that's a whole separate question. But why we count down uh, up instead of down? I don't want to get into that. Uh, so he says, but his main point is, all of our counting shows the desire we have to reach that time. Okay, now pause. Can you guess what he's going to say? So why would we not say a Shechiano on counting the Omer if Omer is showing uh, our desire to reach the time uh, of Matan Torah?
2: Sorry,
0: can you repeat that one more yeah. time? So the, the the point he's making is, according to the Sefer Al-Chinuch, the whole reason why we count is to demonstrate our yearning to arrive at the time of Matan Torah, because Matan Torah is why we were created and why we got out of Mitzrayim. So counting is an act of showing our desire to reach the time of Matan Torah. So based on that, why would we not say Shekhi anu on the Mitzvah? Well, wouldn't you
2: just say it then, like at the time that you're, Receive it. You're getting Matantora. Ah,
0: okay, yeah, good. Okay, good. So what? So now, just reverse engineer it. So what would be weird or wrong with saying it while you're in the middle of the count or when you're counting? Because
2: you're not like in the action of of receiving it, of getting it. Exactly. Exactly. it. You're not, exactly. Like, okay, doing
0: Exactly. So let's see how the Rub says it, or how Rav Shurkin, in the name of the Rub says it. He says, it's clear from the Sefer of that the entire essence of counting the Omer, is to show... Oh, good. Hold on a second. As he got here just for the punchline. see <laughs> you got here just for the in time for the spars. So let me just catch you up really quickly. So the question is, why don't we, we make a Shehechianu on counting the Omer? Okay. According to the Bahama or... The reason is because our counting the Omer is just a Zecher for the Hurban, and Sim- and Shekheyanu is only on Simcha events. And therefore, we don't want to say a, a, a happy bracha on something that's sad. But the Rambam holds that uh, we count the Omer de Orisa nowadays, and it's not a Zecher. So according to the Rambam, why don't we make a Shekheyanu on counting the Omer? Okay, so the Rav quoted the Sefer Chinah who says that the whole reason we count the Omer is to show our yearning to arrive at the Zman Matan which is the whole reason we were taken out of Mitzrayim and the whole reason why we exist. So we were just reading now. So he says, it's clear that the entire essence of counting the Omer is because we have not reached the time of Matan Torah. The entire reason we count is to show the lack that we have that we haven't reached Matan Torah. And we are yearning. When are we going to get to the time of Matan Torah? if so, Nimsa turns out, The entire essence of the mitzvah of counting the omer is the exact opposite. Of the formula of count, of, of Shehachianu, the Birka he al Kvar Lazman HaZeh. The entire Shehachianu is a giving thanks to God that He preserved us and brought us to this time. The Ilusfiras HaOmer, but the counting of the Omer ba Alharos Shehais Haneksaf Adain Loba. That counting the Omer is a demonstration that the time we're waiting for has not arrived. Dominion Balaharos as Yishe v'Chepto LaHagia L'Yom Hachamishim. Our counting is an expression of our yearning and desire to reach the fiftieth day. Of Aval Inlo Shum Simcha Bezmanchal Hasfira Gufa, but there is no joy in reaching the time of the Sfira. Va'Adrava To the contrary, Hasfira Havi Maseh Shel Tsar Alachestro Shlohi Gano Adain LaMatan Torah. Our counting of the of the Omer is uh, is an expression of of pain about the time that we uh, about the fact that we have not reached the time of Matan Torah. Below and therefore shechianu is not relevant. So, in just to summarize it here, shechianu is a, a bracha thanking God for helping you to reach the present time, but Sfiera so Omer is a uh, an acknowledgement that we have not reached the time that our whole essence is for, which is the time of Matan Torah. Therefore, you don't make the bracha of Shachianu on uh, on this particular mitzvah, even though it ordinarily would qualify. And according to what Nava said, (laughs) when you say a Shachianu on Shavuos, you should be thinking about the fact that now we've arrived at the time that we've been waiting for, which is the time of Matan Torah. Uh, So in that sense, it almost is... It's not exactly as radical as the second answer that we read, which says that the bracha of Shekhyano on Shavuos counts for Sviris Omer, but philosophically, it, it does. Philosophically, every night you're counting to get to the point where where you reach the time that we're all waiting for, and then on Shavuos you say Shekhyano because we've now gotten to the time that we've all been waiting for. So that's, according to the Rav, why we don't say Shekhyano on Svirus Omer, even though it ordinarily would qualify.
2: It's interesting the note that he brings up because I think a lot of it is review here to Omer as like such an exciting time because we're counting up, but rather it's actually like a time of right. pain. Even like it's yes. a very interesting note to bring up. Like no, we're counting to this thing that like we don't have just yet. Exactly.
0: It's, like, yeah. So tremendously it's, 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 important. Right. So it's very interesting. Uh, someone just asked me recently, you know, how are we supposed to view the time period of the Sfira? And they asked it from the the standpoint of like. We're get, we're on the one hand, like we're counting up to Matantora, and we're counting from the barley harvest, which is like a, a both, both of those are joyous things. On the other hand, Rabbi Akiva's students died, died, you know, uh, and that's mourning. So I think there is a duality like that, but I think the duality, I, I don't like making the duality dependent on Ruby Akiva's students because even though that happened, it did happen way after Matantora, so that's not like in the institution of of uh, Sphiras Omer. But what what Navi is saying now. Um, is a sense that we, we realize that our simcha is lacking. Through the whole period of counting, we we're saying that our simcha is lacking insofar as we don't yet have Torah. You know, only when we have Torah can our simcha be complete. So while it's not like an, a state of active mourning like we do nowadays with Rabbi Kiva students, it is a, an acknowledgement that without Torah, we don't have a complete, we can't have a complete simcha, which is a good idea to think about. Okay. So those are the three insights of Shachiyano. Just to recap, first insight is what Shachiyano is about, is it's a bracha, um, thanking God for allowing you to reach the present time, which is going to set you up for realizing that you don't intrinsically deserve this. You lived until now, you could have been dead, and you could have not had this pleasure. And it will also enhance your pleasure for the future. And then there was my tip, which was, uh, when you say Shachiyano at the holidays, use it as an opportunity to reflect on being grateful for the present and realizing that this is the, that, that God gave you this. And this is a unique opportunity. This Shavuos, this Pesach, this Purim, you know, this is the only one I'm going to get of this particular one. And I should be thankful for that. And that'll set you up to, to live that as your last, because it is your last time you're having this uh, particular thing. That was idea number one. Idea number two is that, um, the similarity in the Lashon of the Shekhanu, of the and the on an magid the higiano halaila points to the fact. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the question was, what is the similarity? So, based on the fact that the rav said that kiddush does a double duty, it's kiddush and it's sepoirutis mitzrayim. Birchas mazon does a double duty. It's birchas mazon and it's sepoirutis mitzrayim. Rabbi Zucker's fact that the birchas mitzvah does a double duty. It's Birkas of mitzvah, and it's where you see it's I wanted to say that Shehechianu does a double duty. It's Shehechianu, but it's also telling the story of God brought us to this night to eat matzah and maror to do mitzvahs. That's why God took us out of mitzvahim. And it's like showing the end of the story. And then you go back and you tell the entire story and lead it up to that time. So to you start off the night when you make kiddush, you say, God brought us to this night. Alluding to the fact that he brought us here to eat matzah and mar and to do mitzvos, then you tell the entire story of Yitzchus Mitzrayim that you conclude with the Higia Halal Lezeh Lehu omar and it's uh, it brings a full circle. And so you're you're telling the story, um, and then the third idea is why don't we make Shachianu on Spirus Omir because Shachianu is a bracha of thanks for the present, but spirus Omir is an acknowledgement that the present time is lacking and we're really yearning to get to the future of Matan Torah. And, uh, and, and that's why we refrain from making Shekhyano on Sferis Omer because its nature goes against the nature of spheres Omer. Okay. Thanks for coming.
1: Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> All right. Glad you were able to make it and have a good Shabbos and appreciate it because it's the last time you're going to get this Shabbos.
2: But we don't say Shekhyano.
0: We don't say Shekhyano. Yeah. And the reason for that, by the way, they say is that because Shabbos occurs regularly, even though it's Misman Luzon, it's too regular. Like the general shear for how much time has to pass for Shekhyanu is 30 days. Uh, and then therefore they raise the question, well, why don't we say it on Rosh Chodesh? But no one ever thinks that we make it on Shabbos, even though it is special. Yeah. righty. Have a good job. listing my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewash at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening, thank you to my readers for reading, and thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.